Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian, and this is very cool. I am extremely excited. I can't actually tell you how excited I am to right now on Zoom, actually. This is kind of new, but we're obviously doing audio here. I am on Zoom currently with Peo and Peter of Kaunashi. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I am not doing too bad, but you'll make my life a lot better if I pronounce the name of the band correctly. You nailed it. Fantastic. Absolutely nailed it. You have no idea how long I practice that for. (laughs) And then we get all kinds. It's like like people say it like Kawabunga. So it's Kawanashi, uh, (laughs) Kawasaki, um, 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 K-O. Kaonashi is not correct. It's Kaonashi, but I still let people say Kaonashi. Yeah. yeah I, think. I think I gotta be honest. I think for probably five years I was saying it incorrectly. I was saying Kaonashi, and that is incorrect. I finally saw something where you guys were it was I think it was one of the live versions of your sets that I finally got to hear you say it because I don't know if you guys remember this, but I think this was I want to say 2018, I had contacted you about being on the show. You guys were playing in New Hampshire at Bungalows, and I was going to do a live podcast with you guys, and it was one of the times that it never happens to me, I got violently, violently ill. Oh, I remember that, because I was like, hey, we're supposed to do a podcast tonight. And you didn't show up. And I'm actually kind of glad because I got really lit that night. <laughs> <laughs> what show was it? It was Bungalow. It was, I said my friends up there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is that one? Uh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I had, I, and I, I apologize. I sent an email that day saying, you know, it was probably like four hours before, but I was like, there is no way I had left work and was just throwing up everywhere. So there was no chance. So sorry for you, being so graphic. You got, you got COVID. <laughs> you got COVID in 2018. You're the super patient. early. Yeah, you got the first edition. Maybe I was one of the first. Yeah, I was a super spreader, and I had no idea. That's oh, true. But so I never yeah. got to see you guys live do that. So now, and I, I guess it's a good place to start. You guys, you know, we're coming out of COVID right now, and I've said this a bunch of time on the show, but it seems like we're getting to the very end of what this is right now. And you guys actually are, were one of the first bands to announce a very cool tour. You're going out with Hail the Sun, Kurt Travis, and Body Thief as well. Yeah. So I know this time you're coming up to Boston, and I will be there for that one, as long as I don't get the next strain of COVID, for sure. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> by that time, that like, yeah, there's no, uh, I hope everyone, though, you know, the world has it under under wraps. I mean, yeah. we still got five months till that, is it? More than enough time That's to get so back crazy. To yeah, I, I, it's hard to think. I mean, right now we are in June, and yeah, is that tour is that September or October? Oh, September. September. So it's, we got. Yeah. Oh wow, it's June already. Um, wow, June, July, August, so Okay, so it's like four months, but still, that's a lot. There's been time. There's been time. There is still time. There's still time, unfortunately, <laughs> with all these bands that are announcing brand new shows, there is plenty of time to cancel everything once again. Yes, absolutely. That's also, there's so many shows. There is, I mean, all of this stuff has been booked and it's just being rebooked over and over. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, it's just like, oh, there's like, um, there's like a, this drummer, 
that I know from like my older brother. They're going on tour with uh, what is it, Quinn? Some I don't. There's like numbers or something like that. Okay. Um, and our tours are literally doing the same thing, playing the same spots, <laughs> just going in opposite. Like we literally pass each other in North Carolina. Oh, it's wow. so great. Yeah, like we play the same exact venue, it's just backwards. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> everything basically kicks off in like mid-August, maybe beginning of August, and then just goes straight through December right now. And like you oh, said, yeah. everyone is on tour, and they're just hitting every single open spot they can. Literally. So I, I, I wonder if it's people are going to be like, I'm going to go to every show and be as energetic as they said they were going to be. <laughs> um, or, you know, because I'm like, wow, there's a lot of shows going on. Like, yeah. even like, I'm surprised. I've seen some like, uh, oh, shit, we're lucky to be on the tour that we're on. Yeah. Uh, super lucky. I've seen some that's like uh, people announcing their own tours and they're like, fuck, they're getting venues. I'm like, yo, that's that's that. And, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just kind of like, I feel like it's just. It's, we're definitely not going to go back to it being just the same. It's changed. No, it's so crazy. I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous. Sure. I'm stoked. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, there is just something. What is that? The Black Diamond Murder tour that just gone? Oh out? my god! Oh my god! Wait, that did they just? Wanna... No, I missed yeah. that. Did that just happen? Black, yeah, Black Diamond Murder after the burial. Carnifex. Carnifex. Yeah, where wow. was it? Not undeath. Damn. Un- and what was it? One more. Uh, undeath is the. No, there isn't there. No, that was the line. Carnifex is... Ri- wow. Yeah, it, Black Dahlia Murder, murder after, after the, the burial. Carnifex, Rivers of Nile, Undeath. In- like, I'm going to have oh to look that up now. Dude, so good. The one I thought that got rescheduled today, finally, for hopefully an end date, was Scary Kids Scaring Kids. Saw that one oh, yeah. today, too. Yeah. That, that got rescheduled like four times, right? Yes. Yes. I yeah. actually thought they... I didn't think they were going to end up doing it, but they got all new openers now. And they are finally doing because I talked to Puyon today, and he said they are good to go. This is actually happening. Hell yeah! I'm glad to see that too. Is like I'm glad to see all those tours are happening, and like a lot of these. I think it's really cool. Like a lot of these big bands, uh, bigger bands, I should. I don't know. Uh, they're like still gonna do those anniversary tours because like yes, fuck it, press like we just hit pause. We're gonna just press play again. Literally, and, and I love that. Like <laughs> that they're still gonna do that. That's sick. Everyone wants to see that type of stuff. In yeah. 2010, that was such a good year. Oh, like so many 10 year tours I was looking forward to. Yo. And it's like, just pick it back up in 2021. Yeah, why not? Yeah, right. they know that's where <laughs> they know that's where their money is coming from. So they have I mean, no shit. problem doing that. That's true. Well, now, so just for you guys yourselves, with actually finally getting out on tour again. I, I mean, some people obviously missed it a lot. Some people really enjoyed the break that they got because a lot of you, I mean, you guys were on tour a lot. There were bands that were just consistently on tour after tour after tour. So it was kind of nice to have that break. Are you guys finally ready to get out there though? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, like it's it's been really cool to uh, focus on the other aspects of our lives, you know, like get things together and like i feel more stable than i've ever been because way more back before covid it was like i'm just waiting for another tour for the next tour so like things can be normal Mm -hmm. and you know this put me in a position to make things normal and for sam and peter you know i mean like we had to just have this baseline already because we were just fucking it's like you never have everything at once you know what i mean it's like 
we had touring, but we didn't have stability. But then when touring was taken away, we just had time to get everything together. And we really do have it way more together than 2016. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> things are better than they've really ever been, like life wise. You know yeah. what I mean? With like friends and family, for me, it's like, I'm glad that, well, I'm not glad that it happened. I'm glad I did something with my time at home. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, at first, it was just like horrible. I was like, Tori is gone. Yeah, what are you going to do? What? That's right. the whole point of life. And then I realized there's <laughs> other things to life than touring. Whoa. But yeah, that is crazy. But I would, if, if touring kept going, I'm affected. I mean, I probably still wouldn't do it. If COVID didn't happen yeah. and it was still touring, I would be right in that. Right. Still touring. I, I cannot wait to get back to it. That's it. I just want to yeah. get it. No, I got you. <laughs> Anything now, now that you have more stability, now that you are excited to go out again and do everything, is there anything you guys have to do to get ready to go out? Yeah, rehearsal and just getting back in that mindset. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking, I've just been practicing. Like, (laughs) all I do is practice in the night. Like, so, so during pandemic, I like really got the chance to like, just legitimately, I all I do is music. I don't have like a normal job, quote unquote. Like, so I go teach drums. That's, that's it. And then I come home and I practice drums. And that's all I do. And then I'll play like, I'll play like video games like very quickly. And then I go practice. But so I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I need to play. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm, I can't wait. Yeah. I've like gotten used to being at home. You know what I mean? It's right. like, working from home as well and just not touring and also just not wanting to be around people that have covid maybe i've just kind of become this house cat i just want to leave i want to tour right i want to travel the country and it's like i just gotta get back in that mindset you know mentally and physically i think about it i'm like yo i really used to just you used to just get up and just fucking Vlog cabs in every day. Yeah. And then, and then like, up and down on stage. Like 30 minutes of just cardio. And then mosh. You know what I mean? It's yep. just like, I can't even imagine doing that now. I mean, I can imagine it. It's just like taking a break up from that for a year after doing it for what? <laughs> Five years nonstop? Right. right. You know, nothing is just going to, it's not like we're just going to go back to normal. I got to warm up to it again. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. And even like for me to a lesser extent of just going to shows all the time, even right now with basically in Boston, everything got lifted probably two weeks ago. They said, yeah. if you're vaccinated, no mask, you know, unless a, a place of business says, you know, please wear a mask, that type of thing. But really, basically, everyone just went back to normal. Everyone out at bars, they're hanging out, they're doing things. I still feel very strange doing it. I mean, I was one of those people that had to work every day during the pandemic. I had to go work at the plant that I work at, but I would then come back and have no life whatsoever. And I would do podcasting. That's, that's how I pass the time. But other than that, I mean, people are just like, Hey, you want to go hang out at the bar? And I'm still like, no, not yet. (laughs) I I don't know. Like, when do you say it's okay to start? At least you guys have a date where you're like, Hey, I'm going to be out there doing something at this time. And I really don't have a choice. 
and you're going to end up forcing yourself to be real again. Yeah, I like, dude, I feel you there because someone was like, hey, you want to go do this? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, I want to go home because I'm not trying to get COVID and spread that shit. Uh, I, but then again, I don't know how, like, I feel like the whole statistics things has really just gone out the window. No one's talking about that. Like, Barely, yeah. I know, and I know the rest of the world is absolutely dire for vaccines. Like, we have plenty. Yeah, and. Right. It's crazy. So that's something I don't know. That's a tangent. Oh, whatever. Sure. I, got that, I got that shit so regular. It was so yeah, just... like I thought everyone, you know, like that's how America makes it seem. I don't, not to get political. I oh, apologize. No, but, <laughs> yo, I, I really think like people should take a second and think about, you know, all the countries out there. Yo, even in England, they're getting smoked in England. Like, yes, right. Like, uh, do you do you know Static Dress? Yeah, oh yeah. Fuck it. Fucking amazing band, right? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yo, fucking all those cats are like it's taken like them forever to get their vaccines. Like in Canada, shit, even Canada, it's like, who are we talking to? He was, he was saying, Oh, um, Patrick, I'm doing the podcast. Yeah. Right? yeah, Patrick from, from the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Patrick was saying like, dude, uh, my next, uh, vaccine is like in two months. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, and I thought two weeks was a long time. Right. Yeah. For us, right. It was like, Oh yeah. Take two weeks. And then there you go. You're good. Like, huh. Wow. Two months, like fuck, and that's just up, dude. That's literally our top hat, right? Yeah, like, right. yeah. It's not far. So, I, just a quick thing. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm ready to do it. Uh, I also think about it's like, yo, we're gonna be in the band together, like <laughs> most of the time. Sure. So it's kind of just basically our little home at Home Meals. Yeah. With the same five, well, seven people. Seven people. <laughs> seven people. Yes. Seven. Yes. <laughs> Finally, uh, yeah. Merch guy, tone the merch guy. Oh, there so, you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You almost forget about all the outside people that are kind of part of your family that aren't part of the band that now start touring with you again as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I totally forget about. Damn, I'm not ready for tone right now. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, <laughs> this is a different life. Yeah. Wow, dude. I really need to get on it. But uh, I'm ready to play at least. Yes. I know it makes me think about all the times we've toured and like the winter. And it's like, Dude, if we're in a huge venue, someone has a cold. Yes. Someone. Right. And we used to just walk around no mask. Yeah. Moshing with these people. Moshing, hugging, hugging people hugging. when they're sweaty. You know how many times I've had somebody like at the show coughing on the sidewalk? <laughs> like, I've seen that. Yo, what's up, bro? And it's like you walk past like nothing. And I don't know. It just um makes me think about COVID that way. I'm just like, dude, torn and fucking October. Yeah, there's a lot to think about. Yeah, but it's not the vaccine, right? That, yeah, take your vaccine. Yes. Well, I'll tell you one thing too. One of the things I was thinking of, because I'm a I'm a chemical engineer, so they make me work all the time, and I was I I just realized how dumb I was, where I was thinking when I've had to go in because you know when people have colds and they have flus. I mean, you guys. When you're out on tour, the same stuff happens to you that happens to the people that are going on tour. But you still have to do your job. You still want to do your job. So there's times where you go into work with a cold, you uh, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Why Why not just put a mask on? I don't know why I never did that for years. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Think about that. Right. Why do you ever wear a mask? Like, I was going to say, that's the craziest way to enter. Like, So I'm a chemical engineer. <laughs> I realized that I'm dumb, and I was like, "Damn, all right." <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes you don't think about the small things. So right now, I think that even though things are going back to normal, 
I'll probably still now change where if I do have a cold that's not COVID, if I do have something else, I would just put that mask on. And then at least I'm protecting other people from something basic. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And that's like already there you go. You're eliminating that shit. Right. Like, which is nice. See, like, why can't people (laughs) just like, why is it like such this like, I don't know why it's such a big deal. Everything becomes political. It's just yeah, nice. it's it's not even politics. It's just like this is how it's, like, this shit works. <laughs> like, yeah, I like walked to the store earlier today, like two hours ago, and like no one was on the block. And I was like, I have my vaccine. I really don't think I'm going to catch COVID right here at like 34th and Bering. <laughs> and I was like, No, <laughs> I just can't walk my mask on. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to catch COVID right here, but it's something. You, I, I don't know. I got to get used to it. The right. idea of even not wearing a mask. Yep. Probably. I'm yep. ready. I'm public. See, yeah. I'm the public thing. Like, I'm ready to walk around with no mask on. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm just like away from people. That's still weird. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, no one is on the blocker here. It's not like there's a COVID spore sitting at the fucking stoplight. <laughs> <And> she, oh! <laughs> is that how it works? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how it works. And it's like a fucking, like, you know, when you like the, oh my God. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, the Pokemon trainer, then, like, it comes to you, just, yeah. it sees you, it just starts walking at you. <laughs> oh. Well, look, all right. We've I'm done sorry. enough COVID. Yeah, we've done enough yeah. COVID. It, it's just, it's such, it's so ingrained in our lives that how Dude. can you not talk about it? You know what I mean? It's just, it always happens. It's the, literally the biggest thing that'll ever happen in our lifetime. Until, <laughs> until now, cats a segue right here. This is, this is the radio stuff right here. The biggest thing to happen to us in our lifetime, besides Dear Lemon House, you ruined me senior year. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you Type it in. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, I mean, I have to congratulate you. I have listened so many times over and over again to this album. The only thing I have to, I, I have to congratulate you, but I also have to condemn you because I think about high school from time to time. But you force me to think about high school way more than I thought I would have to do at my age. So I congratulate you and I condemn you on this. But it is such an amazing, amazing accomplishment. So just tell me, I mean, for right now, it's kind of cliche, but how do you feel now that the album has been out for people to really digest? How has that that thought process been for you? It's been really cool because like we get... Well, we have this Discord where people we I just we get to watch them try to figure the things out and talk about it and just like try to connect the dots and it's been really man, I don't know, it's fulfilling. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. gonna say that word. It's it's super fulfilling and uh, as time goes on too, it's just like yo, it's each day, every time someone mentions it or I just get a message about a certain part, mm-hmm. it's only getting better, you know. Yeah. Like we were up at midnight and I was like, I thought this was it, you know, <laughs> like I was just waiting for midnight so, for so long and it's only gotten better like every week. Just That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's sinking in. And yeah. it's like, there's so much more time for it to sink in. Every new comment on a video, every new tweet that we're like not tagged in, you know, mm-hmm. that I have to look up 
<laughs> of someone saying I love this. It's like it's just the gift that keeps on giving. That's Dude, awesome. I love it. It's uh it's been literally the craziest thing. Yeah. I don't know how else it's literally <laughs> been the craziest thing in my life. It feels like my life's work. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just the first album, but everything led us to this. Yes. Well, yeah. Right. And it's it's crazy. I uh I don't know. It's like I just I can't wait to hit the road so I can yes. see it. I guess that's yeah. the whole point. It's just so I can like, okay, here's the visual. And I think it's a good thing because that I've been practicing so much because damn, people are really, like there's like we got all these new new like I hate using the word fans. These new people yeah. <laughs> listening to us. And I feel like now there's like this kind of expectation. Uh, so like I feel like there's gonna be like, well, it doesn't like sound like it on the record. It's like, well, you kind of need to go look at what our shows are like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, man, that that's the big thing. So I feel like that with this record, we like presented an album, like studio band type of thing mm-hmm. that is just so separate from what the show is. Oh, that's well, not even because it's the same. Not like, but like, um. You know what I mean? Like, I guess, like, we, we're the music that we have on this album brings a whole new element to the live show. If that, yes, like, yeah. So, like, and I think a brand new element for like newer people to get into, and like, it's going to be new for our everyone that's been with us already. Right. Does that make sense? Like, I think yeah. it. I'm I'm nervous. It's crazy. I'm, it's still going. So I'm nervous. Yeah. Well, look. I mean. One of the things I think, and I've, I've seen this when I've watched like your long form live videos that have come out, where one of the things that I think is missing in this scene, and you know, the scene from pop punk to deathcore, you know, all the way in between, we have very, very processed music right now, overly processed music. And the thing that sucks is you can't pull off processed live. And I think also you don't really want to. Like I wanna, I wanna hear the rawness that you guys have to take this album and put it on stage. I don't want to hear you hit every note. I don't want to hear you hit every single fill that you're supposed to, because the element of live shows and one of the things I've always loved about it is that it is different from the album. I have the album. I've listened to it so many times. I don't need yeah. to hear it exactly the same way every single time. Yeah, right. And wouldn't that change it? Wouldn't that give you like, oh, this night they did something different here? Yes. Oh, like we we I mean we've always done that too. Like, um damn, like almost every song we've ever written has, <laughs> is, has been changed for live. Like uh I mean what uh exit hindsight oh sure both parts uh the basics the ba- yeah the ba- all of native EP drift is totally different. I put we do a lot of different like um modulations and shit. Like, parts that aren't even lyrics, you know what I mean? Just like things I wrote just for the song oh. years later. Like, okay. Exit part two, I used to just add a whole another part that's not on the record. Of course, changing it live. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's always been a thing for us. So uh that's awesome. Plus, I don't know, it's fun. You know, and some people are songwriters and then they just kind of live is a byproduct of it, but it's like I write songs so that I have an excuse to play at the venue this week. Yeah, that's, gotcha. that's what it's always been for us too. It's like, you know, you, you gotta write the song so you can play the show. You can't just show up with no songs. <laughs> yeah. Like so True. yeah, I don't know. 
that's the function. <laughs> no, that's, a, <laughs> that's what I would think for sure. Now, I've been lucky enough recently to have two bands on the show that just put out great full-length albums. So I get to now talk to a third that's done the same thing. And I'm sure people are going to be tired of me asking this question, but I think it's especially pertinent to what you guys do. So when you go out and play live, and I'm, I'm guessing it's not going to happen for this tour, but in the future, would you actually do Dear Lemon House front to back if you could? Yes, absolutely. Nice. There's, um... Oh, do I... Do I... No? <laughs> the thing, the, the show? Do you like, reference the thing? Which one? The, with the three? No. No, I don't think so. Not yet. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, never mind. I apologize. <laughs> Secret band stuff, people. Secret band stuff. Yes, we do want it. That's like a priority. We were thinking about that while we were writing it. Okay. Like, yeah, and I, while... Uh, I to play the album live. We weren't even sure of... Uh, can I say that? Like we weren't even sure the the Hail Sun tour was even gonna happen. Oh yeah. Ah. So we were thinking about doing something, but obviously the Hail Sun thing, so that's sure. what we're doing. That totally makes sense. And I, I understand if you guys have plans to do something, then that'll hopefully be a surprise. But I think one of the one of the very cool things about the album as well, and I'm sure you put a lot of thought into this, is it's eleven tracks without any interludes. So you have it built in certain places like the counselor's message, for instance, could have possibly been its own track and you could have called that an interlude, but you have it at the end going into the counselor's song. So it just works in that way that you're listening to a full track. You go ahead, you listen to that part, and then you're into the next one. And I thought that was very interesting that with telling this long story, you don't take any breaks in it. You're constantly telling the story. That was a conscious decision because a lot of um, albums I like, like a lot of hip hop albums have like interludes, you know what I mean? And they're actually really important to the album. Right. But I don't know. I felt I couldn't really think of anything to name it. Like uh, Kanye West has like the school spirit skits mm -hmm. and I just couldn't think of anything. So I was like, <laughs> it should be part of the song. Like the way that Raw Street fades out into the ringing mm -hmm. is so much cooler than if it was just a separate song. Yeah. So yes, it I just agree. made a lot more sense. Also, I didn't want to really, I don't know, waste time. Like, right. I'd rather you just listen to music than, uh, rather hear you, I'd rather you hear lyrics of the story mm -hmm. than just talking of the story. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. We all also like always with our live sets, um, we try to most of the time, uh, we'll like create skits for the live set so you get more background yeah. so if you go to the show oh. like so now like anyone who's gone to our shows and has, has like listened and went back and thought about oh they did this this and this and you know that's where the extra information comes from is the live show that's also gotcha. another part of our thing yeah like that's why the live show is also important that's awesome yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's great i mean i think that's one of i mean and i know you guys know this as well I really, really enjoy concept albums because it gives you that extra layer of everything going on. So I'm, I'm a big lyrics person. So to be able to go through a track and read the lyrics and, and see what's going on, but then in a concept album, you get that extra layer of, well, now I'm following a story. And what could be better if you like reading, what could be better than if music is the biggest thing in your life to combine the two things? 
and to have those questions like you guys talk about on the Discord of being able to ask. And I have some of those questions for tonight as well. So there's there's a bunch of stuff that you can dive into. And then you guys are the storytellers yourselves. So you guys can always add things that you think are pertinent to it as well. Absolutely. It's been this uh, ever-growing thing. Um, and we do, I guess, you know, purposely play it in a sort of way that we leave it up to interpretation. We have a set room. We know where it's going, mm -hmm. but everyone's got these ideas and it's becoming this like tree. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. You got anything? Uh, the connection between like reading and music is definitely like a conscious thing with me and my lyrics. Mm -hmm. Cause uh, it's funny. I actually got back into a uh, Chuck Palahniuk oh. yesterday. That was like a big influence on me, like artistically. And I was just like, I haven't like, listened to any of his like podcasts or like interviews you know what i mean or read any of his books in years so i just went back and was like uh just listening to what he had to say that was like last night i'm glad you said that now but yeah that was a conscious decision like chuck palinuk or like brett easton ellis not saying i'm a you know, I'm not smart. I don't read books all the time, but I used to, you know what I mean? I used to like, I was like, oh, like Fight Club's a crazy movie. Like, let me see who made this. And then I found out who's an author sure. and then they had Lullaby and Survivor in the, uh, in the um, library at my school. And I was just like, what? This is insane. <laughs> like, Yeah. To have those books in the library is kind of insane. Kind of insane, right? And yeah. then I found out American Psycho was like actually a book before the movie. Yep, a so much better I, book, by the way, than the movie. Yeah, yep. my uncle told me it's like way more graphic. So I was like, okay, let me read this. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> like stuff you can only write, you can't put it on film. Right. Well, I, so know. I was just trying to, but. Yeah, oh no, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. It's just, it's one of those things where you see bands there, you know, there are the horror bands that are out there and you see some people talk about how much they love American Psycho, and they're always talking about the movie. But what I thought was a big deal, and I don't know if you know this as well, when you read the book, the director of the movie actually came out and said that he screwed up, that he actually wishes he could redo the ending. Because when you talk to people, now everyone, it, it shouldn't be a spoiler alert because everyone should have seen this movie by now. But <laughs> for American Psycho, what actually ends up happening at the end, you can question whether or not he was actually murdering people because they end it with him looking through his little drawings, his illustrations, and he never gets yeah. caught, you know? So you could say, oh, maybe the American psycho is the mentality of uh, an American. You know what I mean? Like they didn't actually yeah. do this, but the, it's in their head all the time. Mm -hmm. But in the book, it's very clear that he did murder all those people. So it's actually kind of interesting that they couldn't pull that off in the movie. But if you read the book, you actually know what happens. It's just like actually thinking things through and attention to detail like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Just making art. That's like what I'm influenced by. And that's what I was trying to do with like Dear Lemon House. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. Like we, the big thing is like, you know, there's so many, there's so many Easter eggs. There's so many references and this and that. And there's so much thing, like things that we do that, we put in there hoping someone will figure it out, but sure. it's really for us, I, I guess, you know, it's for, absolutely, you yeah. know? Well, I think it's, I think it's fun that not only can you guys have where you want the story to go or what you think the story is right now, what you've kind of cemented, but 
to let people be able to have their own theories and also realize that things can spin off of the stories that you have. I think that's one of the greatest things about art as well. It's the same thing as if someone does a, you know, quote unquote standard album, right? And they have their own reason for why they're writing a song. But then for someone else, they relate to the song completely differently. Yeah, absolutely. That's like, we see that happening a lot with our stuff, which is, um, I think it's the sickest part. Cause like, uh, you know, people gave their own interpretation and it did, I don't know, like what they needed for them. Yeah. Is like, exactly. That makes sense. Like, and I think that's so sick. Cause I feel, you know, now going back about like to all the things I once listened to, uh, you know, like the funeral for a friend, the coheeds, oh, my God. Yes. The from autumn to ashes, the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Amazing. all of that, going back to all of that and thinking about, I was like, well, I was literally putting myself in the song. Okay. What's the quote? Um, speaking about authors and stuff, was it an author writes one book and a thousand people read it? You now have a thousand and one different books. Ah, okay. Right. And, yep. Uh, I like that. And that is like, when I when I read that, I was like, that is the most truest thing I've ever heard. And when it comes to like art and writing in general, um, be it music, writing, painting. Sure. Um, and that's like, oh, that's yeah. So it's sick. It's cool to see that real time. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. And I think that's this is probably a good time then to get into some of this. I think so. We, we definitely should. Oh, go ahead, Peter. What do you got? I just wanted to throw in one quote that really like inspires me with Kanashi from Chuck Palahniuk. He said, nothing of me is original. I'm the combined effort of everyone I've ever known. Nice. And that's kind of how I write. It's like, I'm just taking such little influences from all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's like 2010, like Rise Records bands, or whether it's, I don't know, Screamo, you know what I mean? Or hip hop or electronic music. It's like, all of that makes Kaunashi. It's like the story, you know what I mean? I wasn't yes. just influenced by Chuck for like my story writing. It was like other authors and just lyricists. So just want to throw that in there. Absolutely. I think I think you can see it not only in the style of the lyrics that are written, but then also obviously in the style that you guys put into the music as well. I mean, just think, I mean, you talked about it a million times, but between emo and mathcore and post-hardcore and metalcore and hardcore, and you just make a huge amalgamation of all of those styles into one. Okay. And I think that's one of the things that is one of the highest compliments you can have for this album as well, is that with such chaos, in your material, you're able to blend everything together to make something that's so cohesive and peaceful at times. And it's just really interesting to hear that. And I, you're, this is coming from someone who's listened to this album literally over and over again, like just <laughs> consistently. And it thank just, yeah, it gets better every time. <laughs> like, seriously, thank you. That is, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. COVID. That is just like, exactly like, man like that's all i've wanted is to people listen to the album like that's for me i'm an album listener like yes. through and through um and i've always wanted to just i guess bring that back uh because i don't know i'm i just love album man yeah. so it's really cool that you like you know you're taking the time and listening to it and like 
analyzing it. Like it really means a lot. Yes. It's hard with uh with actually titles of tracks because normally I just press play. I go from the first track and I just go through and my phone's off. You know, Spotify's on or a vinyl's on and I just leave it. And then I go on and I have it hit, you know, hey, start right over when you're done. But that's that's a changing thing. That's that's not it's actually kind of relatively, I mean, speaking about you guys, you guys are so incredibly unique. It's a unique thing right now in all styles of music to listen to full albums and not just go by tracks. It's a dying art in a way. I, I, agree. I agree. Yeah, 100%. I, um, I would say like I definitely have a problem with like I'll know an album front to back. Like I'll know all of the rhythms, the words. Could not tell you song titles. Yes. Like yeah. I can't tell you the track order. I probably like, oh, I know that song title. Yeah, oh, I know what. Dude, Coheed uh, four four one. Ah, uh, yo, after uh, Welcome Home, I'm I'm done. fucked. I don't know the order. Yeah, like <laughs> I know the I know how it goes. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't know. My brain will just I don't know. Like you know how when you listen to an album, right? And like the next song's about to go, and you sing the part that's gonna be to make sure you're right. Have you ever done that? You oh know yeah, what I'm saying? for sure. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. You don't get that. Like I, oh, that's the worst. I'll listen to a song. Like with someone, they're in control. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be the next song. And then, no, it's not the It's some other song. And it stresses me out. It gives me anxiety. But yeah, that is like one of those things. I feel like uh, like the joy I get from the next song. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, that's that's one of the, I guess the risks that you guys took, you guys challenged yourselves and you went, you know, you went from why did you do it directly to your first full length album. It's a concept album and you have to, I, I don't know. I think you guys took a huge risk, but it looks like it paid off for you guys to be able to do it. And it seems like Equal Vision was obviously a good label to do something like this. And maybe it actually helped to be at the end, towards the end of COVID that this actually did come out because it gave people time to really digest the album. And then now they're going to be able to see you do it live. There's that extra connection there as well. Exactly. I agree for sure. But it is, it is very strange. I mean, well, let's, let's do this. I I have a couple questions because I have been doing probably the same thing that everyone else has been doing. I, I am not unique here and I'm not special because I'm sure a lot of people have been doing this. So the first thing I want to ask to make sure, because I've seen people write about this, but I, I'm not completely sure it's true. So with why did you do it? Is that uh, an actual prequel? Okay. That's not the question. Yeah, I know it's wrong. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be that. Wait, sorry, which no. question? I thought you were going to ask if Jamie was um, male or female. Oh, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) And by the way, by the way, I think what you guys did was was actually pretty, pretty awesome. There are different times, especially and maybe I'm hearing it incorrectly. But when the counselor is talking, especially, I'm pretty sure he uses both pronouns at different times. So it's very cool that you guys did that where you, you don't know for sure what you know what the person wants to be or is or whatever whatever you want to call it so yeah that no that's that's actually not even a question that i have that's <laughs> awesome because that's usually that's been the question lately um, okay yeah what was it again i'm probably just, well it's like, just why do it being a sequel or prequel uh, yeah to, is uh, it 
is it a prequel to the album? Because I feel like there's a lot of time jumps possibly. So uh, that that's just my own thing. Well, the, the way that I wrote it and my intention was why'd you do it was sort of like alternative endings. Like if you think of it like a DVD, it's like Dear Lemon House is the story. Ah, but okay. And like, you know how you'd like find the secret like thing on a DVD? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's that, and it gives you all the extra stuff. That's why they do it. Okay, so it's similar. It's similar to ca- kind of how you guys release those two other tracks on the vinyl for the EP. Similar to yeah. that, maybe. Okay, all right, I got. Yeah, you. it's all just bonus content to the actual story. Like, yeah, I mean, what happens on Dear Lemon House? That is the story of Jamie. Okay. But like, an alternative ending was you'll understand. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And if anyone listening to this that doesn't know, you'll understand. Go back and listen to that. You know what I mean? I know and exactly see- what you're talking about. Yep. That's that's really cool because that's that's what I was thinking because I was talking to someone else about this who knows you guys and we were going through it. And I kept on telling him, I go, look, there's lots of different interpretations. But to me, if you're saying why did you do it is a prequel to Dear Lemon House, then you can easily think that Jamie is dead. If you know what I mean, there's there's plenty of things to show you that Jamie is dead before getting to high school to senior year anyways. So that doesn't make much sense unless it was some then some supernatural thing, <laughs> some alternate yeah. dimension that you guys were working in. <laughs> no, it's like alternative endings to the actual story. Oh, that's yeah, like, Deleted scenes and alternative endings, yeah. Okay. That is very interesting. That is very interesting. So actually, I think that kind of blows apart my whole theory. Can I can I make you guys laugh a little bit with a couple of theories? Yeah, I absolutely. Okay. Go for it. So I was working off of the opinion that possibly because people were telling me that the EP was a sequ- was sorry, a prequel to Dear Lemon House. So what I was thinking was based on some of those lyrics. I was thinking that the family in the situation, the main family in the story, actually had three kids. Jamie, a brother, and then also another character that is telling the end story. So if you're jumping around in a timeline, you see what I mean? In the EP, then Jamie actually goes through with what Jamie was going to do at the end of Dear Lemon House. So at the end, when you have R.I.P. Jamie and you have all that stuff, you have another side character that the parents now losing two because Jamie also talks about losing a brother in the end of Dear Lemon House. Now you've got this family that's lost two children to two probably horrific things. And then you've got that last one that's going to be neglected and now wants to know why their siblings did the things that they did. That's amazing. <laughs> and you're very, you're very, I, cool. do we, do we give up? Like, do we not? Okay. There's a lot of things that you said <laughs> are very ahead of its time, I okay. guess, which is crazy. <laughs> um, I, I, that's all I can say. I got you. You said a lot of, yeah. Wow. You, that's really sick. <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. Like that, that the third that third one is crazy. That was yeah. I love look. Um, I love concept albums, and I appreciate your guys' writing style and the story that you're trying to tell. So I was just looking into it. That's just the way my mind works. 
Sure. Mine is working <laughs> well on that yeah, one. I like, love that idea. <laughs> like, whoo, that's a cool way to think of it. Thank you. <laughs> well, look, now I'm more excited to know that you guys are continuing. I guess that is kind of a question. Are you guys going to continue in this universe? So whether it's an EP, whether it's extra tracks, whether it's another LP, are you guys going to continue with this storyline? Or is that something you can't talk about either? Oh, is what is my, 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 uh, Yeah. Well, yes. Yes. Okay. So yes, we, we are planning on... <laughs> I don't know. I, I got to look to you now. Fucking A. Um, so, yes, we are planning to do more. Um, uh, the way that we're going to do it, you know, you'll have to see. Yeah, oh, yeah that's fine. Yeah. But, but, yes, we are doing more. Um, and uh, all of it's going to make sense so much. So fast. Yeah. So fast. Awesome. It's kind of like Dear Lemon House has a bunch of loose ends. Yes. And I don't even know if people realize them. You know what I mean? That they're there. It's like you can follow the main story, I mean, but there's like, a bunch of side things that I don't think people are even questioning. I feel like Ian fucking knows. <laughs> yeah, like Ian, it's just a lot of people aren't. Like, yeah, and look, they're, the they're not doing anything wrong. I mean, that's that's what's so great about storytelling is if they if people want to follow the the main thing that you're putting yeah. out there, but if they want to see something else, I mean, look, for my opinion in in Dear Lemon House, you're actually you're hearing or reading other people's perspectives at different times as well which is not just because you have you have Taylor and you also have Casey that you don't get into as much but there are times where there could be things that are certainly written from their perspective if you look at that story in a certain way yeah yes i agree with that that is correct absolutely correct it's crazy. I love talking about this stuff. I, I really I love that. Dude, this is making it so good because like the only people I talk to about it is Peter. Like ah, okay. me, me and Peter, like, you know, create the story and then people will be like, hey, is this and they'll come up with something and they're like, I'm like, okay, that's like really far off, but that's still cool. I'm like, so it's sick that you're like really getting it. Like, I'm loving this. We really appreciate it. Like, yeah, oh, no. like Look, I appreciate that you guys make good, such great music. Like I, I am, I am into it. Yeah, I am definitely into it. So let me let let's talk about something a little bit more serious on this because I think this is this is always kind of an interesting topic uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff. So you guys obviously know the TV show Thirteen Reasons Why, right? So I do know it, but yeah, I, know exactly. I know what it's about. I've never watched it. I would certainly not waste your time on it. That's that's for okay. sure. I, it's not it's not that kind of a good story, but it's a provocative story, and it's a story that's very controversial. I mean, that's just the way they they make it seem. And I think one of the really like this album, and I know this was part of your goal. I had a lot of very very tough experiences in high school. Um, I actually had three high schools, so I was an Air Force brat, and actually one of my high schools, so I had like eight middle schools a bunch of elementary schools and three high schools. And one of my high schools was actually in Pennsylvania. And any time that I have to visit Pennsylvania for whatever reason, there's a certain level of anxiety that I get from just being around the area uh, of what happened in, in that high school. So this album, even though things like this didn't necessarily happen to me, 
it still brought up those emotions of of what I went through. And I know for a lot of people what they've gone through in high school as well. So there's a lot of anxiousness. There's a lot of just depression and anger and frustration and not understanding why people can't understand you or, you know, or aren't getting your point of view, all that kind of stuff. But obviously at the end of the album, the climax, the very ending of it is that there's either going to be, I mean, there's probably three options if we're taking this literal. You know, Jamie gets caught, Jamie shoots up the school in graduation, or Jamie and or Jamie kills themselves. And you leave it on that that huge climax. And the last, and I had to write it down just because I had to make sure I got it completely right. The final two lines are, every one of you put me in this position and it wouldn't have happened if somebody would have listened. And that's the end of the album. And people who are listening to this talk have listened to the album, so that's not really a spoiler. But that's the end. Do you worry or do you put it out there as something thoughtful of what that statement really means to people and how people can latch onto that, thinking that their actions don't have consequences because they truly blame people thinking that it is completely their fault for the actions they take in that situation. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, so I think what's the thing is, is the whole point of, um, well, do you want to take it over? You want to get it? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, no, I don't think about that. I just really wasn't considering much besides how I felt. Sure. Honestly, it was my art, what I wanted to, get across i did have people in mind but i had a story that i wanted to tell yeah you know and pray to god nobody takes it the wrong way or uh anything happens but i felt like it had to be said so that's how i took it i think the the you you put it that way is like they're missing the whole point at that point like if you go back like just listen is throughout the whole record and yes. like uh that is being said to jamie at the same time yes and the whole point is like i guess that was like a really good way to hammer it in um but obviously you know there is like this this sense of like i don't know you can't i can't fucking blame uh a 15 year old for fucking throwing rocks at a car. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or some shit like that. And then if no one fucking goes and helps that kid, all you do is just fucking just do worse. Like it's all, it's like one of those things that like, it takes a village sort of bit. Um, but yeah, I never really thought about it being like taking it as someone's like manifesto. Yeah. I mean, I hope nobody takes it the wrong way. It's not supposed to be inspiration. Right. It's right. supposed to be lifting from that. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yep. It's like. Well, I mean, it brings up that anxiousness. I mean, it ends. I mean, it was so cool when I heard it, how I was like, oh, there's probably going to be like another little part of the story right here. But it literally ends right there. The music cuts out. The album is done. There is no outro. There is no nothing. And I know you guys did that on purpose. I mean, 
I'm assuming you guys talked about it. That's a pretty genius way to end the album. Not only is it thought-provoking, but it's also so final in that way as well, where now your mind can take it to wherever it wants to go. Or if it's just left there, then you're you're waiting now. You're saying, is the story going to continue or is this it? And we never know what's going to happen. You, you ever see the ending of uh, Sopranos? Uh, yes. Yeah, like it, it was definitely um, intentional that we were like, we're ending it with the biggest bang possible. Mm-hmm. It stops here. And that's like, that whole song is that representation of like all of that. Like, yeah, and like you brought up is like, yo, you felt a lot of stuff in high school. And basically, this was like the, the, the letting go of it for us like yeah. you know i like there's been there was points in times like very few has it happened but i know exactly what you're talking about like like kids like or people in the scene like have made me felt like i was just right back where it was like when i felt that way i'm like oh. yo, I'm, like, I'm like 25 and i'm getting this like bullshit right now yeah, like i'm not playing like now yeah yeah like you know like bullies or being yes. like just like unheard yeah unheard picked on and just not under like just totally under like misunderstood Mm -hmm. and i'm just like wow i do not miss this feeling um but you know it's clearly something i i never addressed and i think this is my way of addressing it Ah, you know what i mean okay yeah and i I, you guys are gonna have to play these songs like i i know a lot of bands it's you know as soon as you're done with the album the album comes out you're kind of done with it except for when you go out and you play it live. You guys are about to go out and play it live. Is it going to be something cathartic for you every single time, or does it just disconnect? Yes. Oh, that's the whole point. You know that's, what I mean? Like, always. It's playing it live, so it's like, yeah, the um, catharsis is coming when we play it. Oh, okay. my God. The best is yet to come. Ah, oh, I see. Okay. Playing it live. Yeah, like, like that is... <laughs> I like I'm I'm dude practice I not to like I'm not trying to gas it or nothing but like yes, so counselor's office yeah yo I fucking love that song and I love the chorus and I didn't come up with the words but practicing that shit is like makes literally puts tears to my eyes because I fucking love that song yeah and the words and all the meaning and behind it and uh I'm not even kidding that shit is I cannot wait to just play it on stage I just like literally do the fu- like i feel like i'm fucking 10 years old and i just got my first drum and i'm like yeah. imagining playing on stage i'm literally doing the same thing and it's just crazy. nice every time i sing that song in practice and i do the uh being scared to yep. i just every time i think about skylight drive and i just uh. think about a pack show and i just think about the first unitarian church and i just imagine it's 2008 and people are jumping yeah we wear electric zombie and (laughs) i just imagine every time like every single time we rehearse it and it's like that's gonna happen we're gonna play a small room and it's going to happen i hope i sure hope people like it i mean i'm gonna be doing that Right. I just maybe the floor will look different. Even if it's the four people, I'm gonna be doing that. Yo, we've shit, we, we, this one time we played to we played Brocket Town in Nashville. Yeah. There was one paid, but he paid, bought merch, and then left. Wow. And we all yeah, this was like our first like full US tour. <laughs> I think it was second date. Yeah, Chesapeake, and then 
Nashville. Nashville. And oh boy. <laughs> it was just like we played we've literally played to each other and then left. And but I literally needed that. I was like, yeah. I played Nashville. Again. Yeah, I still loved it. Like I just I think it was the Bruins versus the Predators that night too. Uh, this band called Ancients with two eyes was playing a reunion. I show. did not know that one. <laughs> I saw two eyes. Two, right? <laughs> no, not two eyes. No, it's not two eyes. Uh they were on Hot Foot. Interesting. They were hot foot. Hot they foot. Like, they were hot old foot. school hot foot. Yeah, bro. <laughs> oh wow. I thought they had two eyes. Is this the same band? Yo, I don't think this is. That's the thing. The two eyes thing myth. is screwing me up because I don't know who it would be. Yeah, this is not odd, dude. I don't even think they'd be verified like that. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's just regular ancients. Oh Jesus. Yeah, they, yeah that, that, that is I think that's it. Oh, wait, let's see the related artists. This is going to be some hot foot shit. There you go. Oh, this looks like some hot foot shit. <laughs> that is culture between the screen. Between the screen? I never actually That heard. sounds, by the way, that band metal sounds metal. familiar. Yo, what is this random, like, metalcore? I've never heard it's of like, It's like a sect of, like, they're all, all these bands. Modern, are, uh, modern colors. They fall, this is what? Birds in Row. But anyway, <laughs> um, hey, hey, this is tangent. It's fun. <laughs> I just I love things like that. Like that's what I like about Kanashi. That's like a goal of mine. I just love the culture. Just talking about old labels and bands oh, yeah. and shows. It's like Hotfoot. Like I forgot about Hotfoot. Because Foot who record. remembers that stuff? Oh, look, I'll tell you one <laughs> of the things that I do just for fun now. Every single day on social media. I listen to a brand, like not a brand new album. I listen to an album from, let's say, probably 1990 to 2021. And just a band that might not be together anymore, a band from 2010, let's say. And I'll just listen to the entire album or EP and then give a quick synopsis of it. And that way, if anyone has never heard of that band before, they can just go and listen to it. That's sick. That actually is That is super dope. It's just a fun thing. You know what I mean? It's just like there's no there's no depression, there's no nothing. It's just like here's a positive thing. Why not go listen to some bands that you haven't listened to in a long time? I I just try to stay in touch with that and I try to look at old pictures and watch old videos and just like remember what I'm trying to do, you know, yeah. what I'm trying to emulate. It's like I look at but I also try to stay in tune with what's going on right now. Well, you have to. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get lost. But think about it this way too. Now, I certainly would not call you guys a revival band, but that is a big thing happening right now. Is that you've got a revival of old screamo, that old like you know two thousand screamo post hardcore that is happening right now with bands like Static Dress and let's say uh you know If I Die First stuff like yeah. that. They are bringing back that original like from first to last sound and stuff like that. That's what they're bringing back. But what I like about you guys is the ability to bring so many things together and make it work because I'm sure there are times that you guys are just screaming and the mosh pit is going and it feels like it's early 2000s. I can certainly see that happening, but I wouldn't call you guys necessarily a, a revival band. Definitely not trying to be a revival or a tribute or worship band. It's just where, you know, we come from. Right. I'm just trying to push the culture forward. I'm just trying to be like new. I just want to create something new. Yeah. Right. I for personally I feel like there is like a 
a point in the time, like the scene kind of you with like just creativity and mm-hmm. originality, not to cut anyone's ass on that, but <laughs> Start not saying dance. everyone needs to be the most, <laughs> you know, crazy concept or progressive or anything like that. But I do think that there's a, I don't know, there needs to be more, more. Yeah, right. Right. And nobody's going to do it what we want. You know, no one's going to make the scene how I want it to make be. So just got to do it myself. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. That's the way I look at it. Here's the thing, too, and I know you guys know this, and I hate using the word polarizing because I don't think it's necessarily true on that one. But obviously, Peter, you've got such a unique vocal range and the way that you use your voice in different times. And you have so many different levels of things you can do. But obviously, one of the big things you do on on Lemon High is that you you go very high on your vocal range. You're going for that whale. And there will be the times where people don't like that. And they're like, why can't you do a normal metalcore vocal? You know what I mean? It seems, I mean, from talking to you and from knowing some of your past and stuff, I don't think that that bothers you in any way. So how do you make sure that you're continuing to do what you want to do and not falling prey to, oh, I got to do this for the band to fit in? Um, uh... I don't know. I don't really try. It's not really a conscious. It's just, I don't know, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to fucking clock in and I got to pay taxes and do a bunch of stuff I do. So the one thing that I want to do in this fucking world is like write crazy lyrics and scream really high. Yeah. No one can stop me. <laughs> so it's like, I do it. Yeah. Well, when you when you fill out your taxes, do you put that down? <laughs> now we do. Now we do. Yeah, now we do. <laughs> but um, just to uh, clarify, uh, it is Dear Lemon House. What did I say? Dear Lemon High. Oh my God! It's because it's, it's because I was thinking of the high vocals. That's yeah. why. That's why I did it. Dear Lemon House High. I know. Yeah, now, by I the just... way, I'm gonna go through this when I'm when I'm editing stuff, and I'm gonna see how many times I said house. And it's going to be a huge amount. It's going to be that one time that I said hi. And I'm going to be like, fuck my life. I got to stop doing podcasting. <laughs> yeah. um, That's how it works. Everybody in the band is the same way. It's just like, I'm going to just make the art that I want to make. You know what I yeah. mean? That's how I look at it. Like, mm-hmm. So many of my influences are artists like that, where it's just like, they just do what they want. They make crazy things. Right. So it's like, I've never, ever thought, Oh man, maybe I should knock it off with the high vocal stuff. That's yes. awesome. I, I love look I love hearing that. And I know you don't want to throw anyone under the bus. You know, I, I know that for sure. But you see so many trends in the scene right now. You see so many bands that have been around for 15, 20 years, and they've been making, you know, amazing, amazing albums that no one can put down in the scene that you're like, wow, I love that, I love that, I love that. And then all of a sudden. They see the trend of, hey, everyone's going from metalcore to pop kind of ish, you know, like uh-huh. throw in all the electronics you possibly can and let's auto tune everything and do this. Major, major bands are doing that, following that trend. I highly doubt in their mind that they're going what you're or saying what you're saying right now of I'm just going to do me. I want to do this type of music because it seems like how many bands can switch their opinion of what they want to do so quickly and at the same time. 
some folks simply just go out bad, but I just, I don't know. I just can't, dude. I can't do it. Like everyone we listen to, I mean, for me, like Blood Brothers, yep. Prince, Number 12 looks like you. I don't oh, think so. at any moment any of those artists were like, okay, let's just do, I don't know. Let's let's write one for the radio guys. Right. Like, yeah. Right. It's like this band, Peter War. They're a perfect example of not only do they just write the kind of music they want, but they just are who they are so unapologetically. It's just like, yeah. you cannot, it's so, if I try to just be like, fucking, I don't know, the Devil Wears Prada, sure. I'm just going to be a second rate Mike Hranica. I ah. tried doing that when I first started the band. I tried just sounding like Gene from Sworn In. Oh, I'm just, okay. I was so mad that I didn't sound just like them. And I was like, oh, wait, why don't I just sound like myself? Right. Because I could do Gene wrong, but I can't do Peter wrong. Right. Right. That's yep. just the way I like it. No, that's, that's the way to be. Now, if I could get a Kalnashi version of Still Fly, Whew. I I would love that. I fucking wish. I, used, <laughs> I wanted to be on Pop Goes Crunk or like Pop Goes Punk or Punk Goes Pop. Yeah, I want to be on those compilations so bad. I, do you do that anymore? Peter, look, I, I, I'm not going to say like I'm a big shot in the scene. I've been around yeah. long enough, though, that I can pick up this phone and get that done for you if you want to do that. Man, that'd be insane. <laughs> Your fearless got to cut the check. I yeah, <laughs> cut the check. Uh, you cut know, that check. Did like wonton soup or like not a popular song. Yo, that would like, be so crazy. If we did like bartender. Yo, I would. Bartender? Bartender. Just wow. Acoustic, just oh, Alex. But um, <laughs> see, it's just things like that. I just yeah. want to do everything right i love just fearless and tragic hero just metalcore and 2010 and warp tour i just like yes right. still appreciate and love all those things and I, I think that's also a big thing about like why we do all this like blending and what we want is because like i don't know i don't want to just i want to go play with like rappers and i want to go play with like fucking bad rabbits yo yeah. we played a <laughs> goddamn literal funk hip-hop r&b show yeah like uh -huh. On okay. the side, literally, we yeah, we opened up for like a DJ. That's is that's sick. <laughs> is, fucking love that. Like I am so for that type of stuff. And we were right. fully ourselves. I was on the dance floor, like you know, two stepping and singing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We've also played with death metal bands. Yes, literally. for sure. Right. Like we've like, done it. Yeah, I mean, like, and I love the fact that we can just go from like, okay, we're gonna play this dumb heavy show where we're like. The weirdest, we're always just kind of the weirdest band on the bill, except for like, when, except for Electric Halloween. Ah. <laughs> That's the only time we, we're not the weirdest band on the bill. But uh, yeah, so it's a, uh, you know, that's, I, would, I don't know. That's very cool. Much, you know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I It's so funny that we get like, consider, I don't know if we do, I think we do, as you just do all these things and you're so creative and artistic. I, was like, I thought we were making art. I thought that's what everyone was supposed to no, do. No, they're not. They're not. It's that's, crazy to me. It, I thought it, that was a standard. Like, <laughs> be, you're, you're different. Yeah. yeah. That's supposed to be the same. Yes. I, I think, unfortunately, I mean, you guys are. Look, having this kind of conversation right now, I don't get to do as much because there are so many bands that are so incredibly similar to each other. That's what I was talking about. So many bands have changed their sound recently to this new trend of whatever, and you guys stand out as being extremely unique. You just do. 
and that's and that's awesome. I do. I was gonna say I do gotta say shout out Dan from EVR for letting us be us. Oh, sure. That's really important. Um, big shout out Dan because he he always just like I fuck with the vision. That's basically what he said. Go for it. I love that's great. Just in general, as people, you know, what I mean, it just transferred over to our music. It's like, well, I was always just going to be myself, you know, right. dress weird, do whatever I wanted. Same with like Payo, you know, it just kind of pours over into the music. Yeah. And it all comes back to yeah, like the self expression. He's <laughs> yeah. like, that's also a big message that we push. Like, I think, you know, we're, we talk about like, you know, living the things that we say and do and being ourselves. Like, it's through and through like you know we write this music to express ourselves we wear the clothes and we say the things we say and we try to get other people to do the same so that they can i don't know get the same fulfillment that i guess we get to have so, yeah yeah and it, i mean it's hard when it's you're hard. in them gas stations or oh yeah. you're like oh you know, at some travel center and it's like <laughs> it's cool when you're at the venue you know and everyone's like, loving yeah right yeah yeah right. and but then when you're at the at the the loves at 4 a.m. and you can't sleep because it's 98 degrees out and you're in the van where it's like 110. <laughs> yep. And there's five sweaty dudes just, <sighs> just breathing and you're just you're inhaling their exhales. Yes. Like this is awful. But I just hope to give uh whoever listens to us and supports us that inspiration to do whatever they want to do. Right. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great way to be. And I, I gotta I've been waiting so long to talk about this and to thank oh. you for this. I was blown away by your response. And I, you guys might not have talked about this in a while, but since it's the first time I've had a chance to talk to you, I have to talk to you about it. I hate alt press with a passion. <laughs> yeah. With a passion. And when I saw that bullshit article that they did, I went, I hope that people are going to stand up against this because how do people not understand what they're pandering about? And then when I read your tweet and then the diss track that you guys put out, I just thought that was such a, and it, it's stupid to say brave, but in the scene that we're in, alt press holds so much power over people. Yeah. And it's, and let's not take away the respect from, 15 20 years ago when they were relevant and really helped people to get to where they should be now for the last 15 plus years they've only hindered people so when they had the chance to pander and say oh well look you know we never talk about black artists or bands that have black uh, artists in them but now we're going to say hey look at all these bands we've been talking about for forever just to see your response to it was so incredibly perfect and you weren't worried about what it was going to look like you were being yourselves and it was just so i just have to thank you for that because that's the kind of stuff that makes an artist thank you thank you for really paying attention to yeah. what's going on. Like, seriously like honored thank you like no. damn like, I don't even, that just happened like it was just like a I, i've been so focused on do you let me have that i even don't even think about that anymore but the way you just reminded me i'm like well we i apologize I, I didn't mean no, to bring I'm, up like you know sore subjects i'm glad that we did that that yeah. was honestly Peo's idea oh, like, nice. we were reading it like this is some bullshit like what the hell and Peo was like yeah we should make a song like a diss track yeah i was like <laughs> you know what 
Yeah, I never even thought to do that. Like, why don't I just say fuck you on a song? Right. Instead of just talking about, like, you know, like personal things in the story, I was like, why don't I just make a fucking, you know, 300 bars and run in my own diss track towards fucking AP? And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be good. It was like, you had that (laughs) plan. Like, when that all that shit happened, we were like, yeah, we're going to do this. And then, uh, fucking Monty hit us up. Yeah, that's and like happened. it was literally just like the most perfect timing. Yeah, and like as a matter of fact, because he was like, "Do you have an extra song?" And decided, like, as a matter of fact, we do. Yeah, oh, we do have an extra song. Nice. And um, yeah, I just yo that article is so all types of fucked up. Like, yep. uh, I just don't even know where to start, man. Like, putting Jeff on the cover when he's not in the band. It's just, and like, then Jeff asks it like, okay, instead of putting me, put uh Salem. Yeah, their other. Uh, guitar, the, the guitarist, uh, vocalist, yeah. as well, and they they just put Aaron from Jesus Peace on <laughs> instead, like to so not even like listening to the people. Like, oh, we saw that we fucked up, but we're not going to listen to you though. Right. Yeah. We're, yep. we're going to cover our ass. Like, you know, fuck you. And then like, crazy. What sucks too is like, you know, we they passed us. They passed us multiple times before. Right. Like, they had the opportunity to do. Why did you do it? Yep. They had the opportunity to do uh those two songs, whatever they had. Plenty of chances for sure. um, the, to pick up us uh, doing EVR. And so the first time we were in fucking uh, AP is because fucking like, someone had to die. Right. Like fucking fucked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were supposed to, and not to harp on it too much. I just, I love when someone stands up because it's so, it, it doesn't happen. It's very rare for that kind of thing to happen. But yeah. you guys should have been talked about back in 2013 2014 2015 like the point of that magazine originally was to help out bands in the scene was to get them promotion without having to have someone pay a ton of money to get you a little editorial you know what i mean so just it's just a whole pandering nature and i just i just had to thank you guys for that because i laughed my ass off and i was so happy i hope so many people realize that that magazine, that publication only hinders this scene and that people should be listening to, and it's not just for me, but any, listen to whatever fucking podcast you want to listen to. Go find other ways of finding new bands. Go to local shows and do that. And, you know, just find the music yourself because people are not going to do it for you. Amen. I love it. Amen. <laughs> I get it. Amen. For real. Like, <laughs> that's a fact. So really, I mean, I look. I just looked at the time. We're like at an hour and fifteen or something, maybe even a little oh. bit more. So this time, I don't want to take much more of your time. But I think one of the big things, obviously, with Dear Lemon House, is that I wanna I wanna see for you guys because I think I I, I know uh, Peo. You've talked about the message before. I I believe I get the message itself for it in most cases. And my question to you guys though is. What are you really looking for people to see in the album? Like if you could pick a dream thing where people either they get the message or they're looking for the specific tone or whatever it happens to be for each of you, what are you most proud of? What do you want people to hear in Dear Lemon House specifically? Jeez, I mean, there's so many things, but it really comes down to just listen. But I mean... There's other things, you know what I mean? Internalized homophobia, fucking race, freaking just the school system. Sure. 
so many things, but just listen to people. Stop talking over people. I'm just trying to get a different perspective. There's too much. Oh, sure. For, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I'll take mine would be like uh, to be able to like you hear the struggle in the music that like, you know, that struggle exists, but it will take your places. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like use it and let be you and uh yeah i'm not even i was thinking about the story when it comes to like actually like the band yeah i agree with that yeah like i was thinking about the story oh yeah i was talking about like the for like the the message that you want you're getting from this album and hearing it feelings like hear the struggle and understand that you can uh overcome right essentially you know just be you listen be you literally just be yourself from beginning to end. And whatever plan you got, whatever crazy ass thing you want to do, just fucking do it and for 10 years and just don't stop. <laughs> just stay excited about it because it's going to happen eventually. Like I went from hearing Welcome Home on Rock Band to like looking up Cody Cambria. I was like, oh, okay. I love this band. This band's on Equal Vision Records. Well, yeah. I want that. Right. That's like, you know what I mean? Just how it happened. And it just went from that. It was this arcade called Virtual Rush where I first heard Cody DeCambria. Nice. From Virtual Rush all the way to now, it was the same plan of just, okay, I want to do whatever that is. You know what I mean? Right. I wanted to welcome home. That's awesome. And it's like, not to flatter myself, I feel like I did it. I feel yeah. like I've got to where I wanted to be. And just so many things along the way. It's just like, I don't know. I want to be like so that, much. but... I just want to look like those fucking, you know, those cool music videos on blank TV. I, I want to fucking <laughs> play at the Presbyterian Church. I just want all these things. Right. You know, I want to meet other black kids at shows. Yep. And it's like, even that is an accomplishment. Just keep going. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You got really one cool. fucking plan. Just do it. Because if you keep doing it, it's going to fucking happen. Just be a good person the whole time. Just bring other people up. Just fucking help other people out. Like that's go. also yeah. Like, why would you ever want someone like to say bad about you? Like, if you just tell people out, and people yeah. will know, and people will appreciate it. Buy other people's merch. Buy people's records. Go yeah. to shows. Fucking take the time to learn the lyrics. Oh yeah. Buy someone a sandwich, bro. Yeah, like, like literally, someone's down. Like, yo, I don't, I don't got money, but I got you. Yeah. After the show, if y'all all go out to eat and your friend doesn't have money, buy your friend, split your food. I agree. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. something, split bro. Your like food. That, <laughs> that's that's the message, bro. Split your food with your friends. Yeah, just there be you. good to your friends, man. I like just, it. Well, look, yeah. I I think that's a great place to end. That is a <laughs> a ton of positivity, and that is what we need. I mean, I try to be positive, but there's so much shit going on in the world. It's nice to oh, hear. Huh that kind of thing from a band so guys do me a favor we'll do the plug section in a second stay on the line we'll say our goodbyes and then i'll turn off the recorders and we'll talk for a little bit more but once again and i'm going to make sure that i get it right this time i know i fucked it up once i got it right this time it is dear lemon house comma you ruined me colon senior year is out <laughs> on equal vision records Kanashi. <laughs> And on beaten records. Oh yeah, that's Shout right. That is right. There you go. There. Nope, very there. true. That's a good catch. That is a good catch. I don't know. <laughs> but guys, 
I obviously, I think you know from talking to me now for almost an hour and a half that you know how much I love the album and love your band. So like I had mentioned at the beginning, I have wanted to do this for a long time. It was awesome being able to talk to you about everything going on. So I'm going to have links in the description of the episode so everyone can, you know, make sure to go see you on tour with Hail the Sun so that they can pick up actual merch from you because obviously that's going to support you directly and then also follow you on social media i'm going to make it very very simple but until then is there any way that's the best way to support you guys right now uh, go to countonshipa.com exactly countonshipa.com sure that's it all right yeah, like you we've got stickers we, you can get to all of our stores you can buy buy the vinyl if you can help us sell out the vinyl that would be really cool that really we'll would be there's only 48 cases that are less than that. 40. Nice. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. There we go. Well, then I will I will certainly try and help do that. So once again, I will have all those links in the description to make it very easy. But guys, man, that was a shit ton of fun. I really enjoyed going through all that. And I know we're going to be able to talk again even more in depth in this stuff as the story goes along. And like I said, I am looking forward to seeing you guys in Boston. I think that's going to be excellent. I've been waiting so long. Hopefully I will not have COVID part two or any of that kind of stuff because I know I still have more to talk to you guys about and I want to see you actually live instead of watching it on YouTube. But once again, yeah. guys, thank you so much for taking this time. I really appreciate it. No, thank, thank you, man. You, it's yeah. been literally a blast. Thank you so much.